0: what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of matt goes to the movies if you can't tell by the theme in the background it is october it is halloween month and that means horror movies here at matt goes to the movies and we are kicking off with the remake slash mm, what do i want to call it here um We'll just go with remake right now of Friday the 13th. That was released in 2009 by New Line Cinema and Platinum Dunes, Michael Bay's production company. Now, this is a movie that was originally supposed to be an origin story, but then was conceived to actually combine the first four Friday the 13th movies into one and i have to say when this first came out in 2009 i was pleasantly surprised with how this movie actually resonated with me and what michael bay's production company was actually able to do with this box office wise it grossed 92.7 million at the box office uh certainly without a doubt the highest grossing friday the 13th movie on its own and second only in the franchise to freddie vs. jason which i don't really count because that's a a team-up movie so to speak so as far as individual box office numbers friday the third th- this friday the 13th in 2009 was by far in a way the the biggest release and the biggest box office success that they had not a lot of critical success though um kind of ran through the mud by critics i mean these movies usually are they talked about um you know how this this didn't really add anything new to the franchise and i think for my point of view they're way off um again this is just my view but critics saying this didn't add anything new to the franchise it it wasn't looking to add anything new like this was at a time when these remakes were coming out. Left and right, and out of them, you know, Nightmare and Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, to name a few. I really thought that this movie was one of the better ones, and I think the idea of bringing the first four movies together, kind of under one one roof, so to speak, and and combining them into one movie, actually worked really, really well. I think it showed you know, some, some creative kills. It showed some, some actual good story. I actually got behind the story that was involved in this movie. Granted, it's not the greatest dialogue or anything like that, but I like the way that this opens where it does show a a, a young Jason Voorhees who watches his mom get beheaded. It, It fast forwards to 30 years later with a group of friends camping at Camp Crystal Lake, Uh, Jason with some really, really great kills in the beginning, uh, hanging one of the victims over a fire in a sleeping bag. I really liked that. I thought, again, we're we're talking about a horror movie here, so I'm going to say how I liked the kills and everything, but it's because of the context and what movie we're watching. But I enjoyed the kills, especially early on. And the the title card comes when we see Jason running after one of the girls that's still left alive who comes back to see her friends, um, you know, dead, murdered at the hands of, as she knows, an unknown person right now. And we see Jason, who is much more agile and limber in this movie than we're used to the slow, hulking, brooding Jason running after her to swing his machete at her and it cuts to the title card. We're left wondering, okay, what happened here? Um, but the story revolves after that around, excuse me, um, that character that we saw, we come to know her as Whitney, um, who her brother is now looking for her. That's, that's who this story revolves around is, um, her brother, um looking for her. He says that she's missing, uh, who's played by uh Jared Peck I'm um, probably saying that a little bit wrong, and I'm sure fans who know him will probably be upset with me um based on things that he has been in. I think he's best known obviously as Sam Winchester in the series Supernatural. Uh, he plays one of our main characters, and I gotta say, I I like him a lot, a lot in this movie. I think he's really, really well played. He's likable, he's relatable, he's trying to find his sister, and I, I root for this character. Uh, whether or not I know he's gonna find her when I first saw this movie... I was hoping that he did, and I I think he he did a very good job portraying this character who is looking for his sister. Uh, We get the typical group um, led by one guy who is just a complete douchebag. Um, He is, um, his name is Trent, and the actor, I have to say, Uh, I I don't want to say this, but I I don't know if this guy's like this in real life. I certainly don't, you know, I certainly don't know this person, but um, he is in Michael Bay's films and also, and he plays the boyfriend of Megan Fox's character, Michaela in the first Transformers movie. And he is the exact same character. He is a, he is a douchebag in the sense of the word and completely unlikable, but you need that. Um, And his girlfriend, um, Jenna, who you might recognize her now if you watch this movie from the TV show um, Flash. She is in that TV show for a very, very long time, um, who is also one of the main characters in this movie. But it revolves around them going this group that's with Trent and his girlfriend, Jenna. Uh, their friends, Chelsea, Bree, Chewy, Nolan, Lawrence, um, those are just all the people that are involved in this movie, the characters' names, arrive at a cabin to just have a good time, drink, party, and hang out by the lake. And you get typical slasher, you get sex, you get boobs, you get, again, like I said, great kills. But that's where I think this movie, again, though, where this differs for me from other horror movies is I do like the the main character is really well done in this movie and he has you know there's some stupidity in this as well like always but the main character again is relatable you you want to see him find his sister you want them to succeed you want to see Jenna who uh is with Trent you want to see her succeed now I will say that it's a little far-fetched in this. Uh, Trent ends up uh, sleeping with one of the girls that's also there. And at one point, Jenna leaves with our main character to go try and like help search for Whitney. It's a little weird that they come back to the cabin and they're just like, she's so nonchalant that Trent has obviously had sex with this girl. I know they're in the middle of trying to find out what the hell is going on at that point. But it is a little weird. Um, I do think they showcase Trent um really well in in quotations. I say that, where when they finally come back to be like, there's something going on, people are dead, like we we gotta get the hell out of here. And he's like, You've been running around the woods with this guy all day, like get the hell out of here. Like, I think it perfect perfectly encapsulates a character and a dude like that that would be like it's okay for me to mess around and fool around. But the fact that you like tried to help this guy find his sister, like it just, it really showcases this person's character and being unlikable, which I think is a good thing. You need something like that in these movies, but those are all for the most part, very good things about this movie. Again, the creative kills that Jason has in this and I guess they're not creative so much in a sense, but I just I do like how he is a lot more limber. It's a lot more believable that he's able to catch up with these people. I like the fact that he's kind of somewhat intelligent in this movie. He sets up a system of like tripwires so it um alerts bells. He he lives underground of Camp Crystal Lake where he's we find out he's keeping Uh, one of our other main characters, Whitney, um, who we saw right in the beginning of the movie, but he has her down there because she looks like his mother. Um, and she, he keeps her hostage. Eventually they find her, but he has these series of tripwires that alert him when people are on the grounds. And I like that he is presented, not just like a big, dumb, hulking idiot in this movie. I think it actually works really well and I'm not saying it takes away anything from those original Friday the 13th movies and how Jason was portrayed because we love Jason because of that. I still like those movies and appreciate what they brought to the table especially for the genre way back in the beginning when they came out and how they, you know, helped define horror. But the way that they did this works in this environment. And again, bringing together the first four movies into one, it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel like they shoehorned everything in. I think it was a very, very good decision to actually bring that together. And instead of making this just like, one movie kind of a somewhat reboot slash remake of the first one. They made it like, I don't know, a resequel or something. I, I, I don't know what you would call it combining the first four movies, but it definitely works. And the way that Jason is portrayed, the atmosphere, the characters that are involved in this movie, it's all done very, very well. I actually thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this movie. Is it perfect? No. Is it better than a lot of the remakes that came out during this time frame? Yeah, this is actually a very good movie. I think it's well thought out. I was actually, at the time, I was shocked how well I thought Michael Bay's production company put this together based on things that Michael Bay has done um, because he also then had his company do the nightmare on elm street remake which i'll be getting to in a different review which i didn't think fared as well i really think that this movie what critics again in my opinion considered to be downfalls of this movie i think they got it wrong i think that this was actually the right way to go again box office wise this was a like a really really well done um movie especially again box office wise it hit um on opening day this gross 19 million dollars which exceeded the box office growth i'm always a fan of these things for the new blood jason takes manhattan jason goes to hell and jason x it beat out all of those movies in one day, what they re, what they made in their actual, like, th- like their entire theatrical run, this made more than in one day. So people really wanted to see this. It did suffer a huge drop in the second week, but that's completely to be expected with something like this. So if you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend it. It is now on HBO max. Perfect timing for October. If you're looking to, you know, go through a horror movie marathon, I absolutely 100% recommend this movie. And with that recommendation comes the popcorn time review. Uh, This movie for me is in terms of a horror movie. Again, in terms of horror, am I saying this is great cinema? No. But in terms of a horror movie, what I want out of it, this is a four out of five buckets for me in the Popcorn Time review. I thoroughly enjoy it. I make it a point to watch this at least once a year during my, my October marathon of horror movies, and I absolutely recommend any listener that's listening to this, if you have not seen it, Go out and watch it. If you have HBO Max or you you know, have a brother, sister, father, friend who has HBO Max that is giving you their password or you're just hanging out with friends, definitely pop this movie on, kick back. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. So thank you for listening to this review. We've got more coming in the month of October at Matt Goes to the Movies, including what I am... A- eagerly anticipating a review for Halloween Ends that releases on October 14th. I am so excited for that movie. I cannot wait, and I look forward to bringing that and many more horror reviews here in the month of October. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you real soon at Macos to the Movies.